Welcome to Observe and Retort. <laughs> what week Hello. are we in, Luna? We're in week 12? Or technically so. we're in week 13, but we're going to talk about week 12. No, that's not true. This is week 12. Oh my God, what is time, David? Why do we keep doing this? Why even I, I don't, label I it wasn't, anymore? I wasn't expecting <laughs> this. It was, it was a cute little out question. Well. And then just, oh, just the... <laughs> I already fucked it up. My name <laughs> is David. Her um, name yeah. is... Her name. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Luna. It's very nice to be here with you all. And so this week, we're going to bring you some stories. Yeah. About... Well, I've got a story about French flat pack foulness. I have no idea what that means, but I'm excited but it sounds real sexy with the alliteration, doesn't it? It oh, does. It just. does. I'm, I'm just hearing words, and I cannot, if I really wanted to say what you just said, I cannot repeat what you I just have... said. I just heard France, that, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm in, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to talk about uh, a new initiative from Spain to actually do something nice for people. So, oh, yeah. Radical. You hear it very rarely <laughs> for, from governments. We'll see. I also, I've got a little update on Me Too. Oh. Just, you know, for fun. Fun. Um, I have an idiot of the week. And I have a Darwin Award of the week. I'm really, I'm smashing it. That's great. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be very good. <laughs> Is that for a weekly what the fuck? Those are, those are very much what the fucky, and mm-hmm. they happened this week, so I would assume they would be weekly. What, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Wonderful. Actually, before we start, I have oh. to say something, because so I found out, I got all techy and like, ooh, oh. going to watch very excited nerds on YouTube talk about things, and I found this place... <laughs> um, which what? I'm sure a lot of people know about, but I found this site where you can, as a podcast, see all the reviews that anyone has ever written oh. on your podcast. And we have three. We have three reviews. Three reviews. <laughs> oh. But I will say that we have not been great at like asking people. And like, I get it. I haven't written a, a whole lot of reviews myself for podcasts, even though I love them. But anyway, so two two of these three reviews are from the same person. <laughs> and I love this person so much. So I just want to like give them a shout out because to write a review is very nice of of someone and to write too is just it's so sweet also because they wrote it like after our first episode and then a month later again. And they're still excited about it. And I just think it's the nicest thing in the world. The username is Dishy McDishface. And I just want to say, if you're still with us, we love you. (laughs) Thank you for writing such wonderful words. I will say all three was five stars. So I'm very happy about that. At least we have that going for us, which is very nice. Oh, my God. But Luna, 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 don't... Let's just, we, we can just, we don't, we don't need to go into more detail. Oh no, is it you? Did you do this? No, it's not 
Because the person wrote that they had nothing to do with us. They don't know us. <laughs> well, so. then my mother is lying. Uh, <laughs> I love if your mom was like, what should Dishy McDickface is... Dishy McDishface is, is absolutely my mother. There is... <laughs> <laughs> That's actually her family name. So, yeah. Yeah. Dish <laughs> is what her nephews and nieces call her. It's 100% my mother. I love that <laughs> like, you're so serious right now. If I didn't know that this was highly unlikely i would be very I did, i'm not joking it is my mom shut the fuck up i'm not sure it's just <laughs> dishy mcdick there's no way that dishy mcdish face is anyone other than my mother david you're you're now you're not you you're you're kidding right no i'm not so <laughs> what but it sounds like a, a young person <laughs> Well, my mother is going to be delighted by... Do you really think so? I know from the name, Luna. I Are know you that for it's real, my man? Mom. Oh my God, this is a beautiful moment. We're not going to edit this out. I don't know if she's even listening. We're not going to edit this out. Because... Are, you fucking... Are you for real? Dish is literally what my cousins <gasps> call my mom. Oh my God. It's all a lie. Yeah. <laughs> The reviews. I was so oh, so happy, so excited about it. Yeah. Well, I will say that your mom is the shit. She is amazing, and thank you to your mom. And I'm, I love that she's like, I don't know them at all. I swear. And clearly, it was very convincing. No, I bought it completely, but it did say it came from the UK, so it does make sense, David. <laughs> See now, people, this is why we need you <laughs> to actually go. And write something. We have three reviews, and we know for a fact that at least two of them. It's David's are... mother. It's David's. It was. It was David's mom all along. A wild guess. Yeah. I'd say the third is probably also a family member. So. Oh my god, your <laughs> family is amazing. My dad asked me about the podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, I'm having fun doing it." But I'm not. I didn't like give him. <laughs> give him the name or anything because i'm like i dish about my family a lot and i didn't even i don't think he actually would listen i don't know i think i think this is how my but i don't think he would (laughs) which is fair like i don't blame him i think this is how my family keep updated with with how i'm doing I think this is their, their one window into my life. I think that's the real reason Aww. that my mom has written two lovely reviews. She's going, that's it's really nice to hear your voice. Once mom. every three months, you piece of shit. Ah! <laughs> Call your mother. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I don't um, get that from my family. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I just think Dishy McDishface is such a fun name. Your mom sounds fun. She will be very glad to hear that. And if anyone would like to give us a review, oh my God, that please, is not from point, like... a relation, that would be great. It would be great if the majority of reviews was not your mother. No yeah. offense to your mom, because she's honestly, she is the one just steering this. <laughs> she is. She is the support that we all needed and still do. 
But if you have yes. a, a, a tiny moment, just a couple, if you like the podcast, if you still feel entertained, feel free Let's... to wherever you listen, rate and review maybe. Please do. Yeah. But let's move on from this. I love that it took me 30 minutes to to actually understand that it was your mom. Like that you that you kept going. I'm like, you're a great liar. Like your your deadpan is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a <laughs> an actor, man. It's <laughs> great. Oh my god, this is so fucking funny. It's been nine minutes of talking about <laughs> how all our reviews are from my mom. Fine, okay. Sure. I'll tell you about Spain. <laughs> Please do. This is so hilarious. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, no, I can't get over this. This is so hilarious. Okay, no, I swear. Okay, give me a moment. <laughs> so funny. Okay, okay. So, I'm going to talk about... Okay, I will say this week was a little lame. Like, obviously, a lot of shit happened that is horrible, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, I mean, we might talk about a little bit of horrible stuff. Let's not rule it out. No. But no. just not the, you know, <laughs> not the biggest headlines in horrible matters. Absolutely. I so, have generally, I will say, I've not had an amazing week, and I have a very specific way of demonstrating that. Mm. I decided to give up chocolate for <gasps> Lent. Oh, wow. Like, times aren't no, tough enough? I'm not a Christian, but it was Lent, and I was like, hey, this is, you know, I can do 40 days, obviously. It'll be great. Aww. Let's see what happens. That's a tough one. Uh, for those of you who know when Lent is, I was doing relatively well. It ends at Easter. Easter's not that far away. Yeah. Yesterday, I found myself halfway through a packet of Maltesers. Oh, so family good. pack, not so even a little good. one, just a whole mm. family pack, and I was just like, "Yeah, this Oof. didn't, this didn't go mm. well." I done, I done like thirty days, and then just do you get very bloated too? Like it's worth it, but you know, you get very bloated. No, I wasn't bloated so much so that I have my second pack of Maltesers right here on the desk, just fucking smashed through it. It's I been want a shitty it. week, guys. It's been a shitty week. But anyway, you gave it up, but it's right there with you, just for support, like for. <laughs> Moral support. What's happening? How is the chocolate on the table and you're okay with it? We can't eat it. You are, you know, Luna, you're just not, you're not keeping up with things today. Are I'm you? sorry. You really did. did I miss something? I had given it up and then I failed and ate two family packs oh, in two days. So you were supposed to, but you didn't. It's supposed to be until Easter that I was still not having these things. Oh, well, I missed that. Well, good job. <laughs> you killed it. You killed that whole family pack. God, I love Maltesers. Anyway, 12 yeah. minutes on my family and my failure to not eat chocolate. So, Spain, you were telling us about España. Yeah. So, I was looking around and um, I saw that Spain, like, uh, a left leftist party from spain is mm -hmm. uh introducing this four-day working week trial and i always thought that is so awesome obviously because like i'm all for not working as much um <laughs> i mean which is funny because i literally <laughs> have not had a job for years um <laughs> hey 
Hey, let's who's not get counting? into details like that. Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> but anyway, I think about other people. I care about you, okay? So I was just curious and I wanted to take a little like a not a deep dive, but I wanted to talk about so what's what is it that Spain wants to do and also what would it look like? Like why why are we talking about this four day thing and how and how can it help? You know? Okay. So the uh the proposal comes from the left wing party Mas Pais, I think is uh is how it's pronounced. I don't know. But I could be wrong also because remember when we were talking about the word I was like, is it diaspora, diaspora, diaspora? Uh, I've I heard that said. Butchered it completely. So many different ways. And really? Uh, yeah. In but I keep hearing it now. Obviously, it pops up all the time now. And I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking studied anthropology and sociology. And I do not know how to pronounce this word. I am a disgrace. disgrace. In universities, I've heard that word said at least three different ways by different professors well it's diaspora um and uh i did not pronounce it like that anyway so <laughs> this party <laughs> wants to allow companies to test reduced hours and uh so that's 32 work hours a week instead of the 37 and uh it you has said the name of the, the party was uh mas pais so it's Mas been a Pais. while since Mas I. Pais, uh, I think what? It's been a while since I learned Spanish at school, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure that means more. Pais means country, and mass means more. So <laughs> the name of that boy is more country. More country, please. Yeah. Maybe that sounds better in Spanish because in English that sounds. <laughs> silly. I'm sure Guys, it makes sense. Okay. More. Do you know what we need? We need <laughs> more country, country, but. Let's be specific. Mm. More. Oh. Make this man the prime minister. President. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they have presidents, right? Yeah. Okay. They, they have a prime minister. Prime, so, well, okay. They've still got a king. <coughs> and they've got a prime minister. But I don't know how to say prime minister in Spanish, but I do know how to say president in Spanish. So I just went with that one. Presidente. sound C. <laughs> oh, somebody had Spanish in high school. <laughs> Don't do the snapping like you're a fucking bullfighter. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I can I, I can say the the little song from Community where they're on the couch. Helicoptera. Yeah, you know what? This I'm just going to randomly say Spanish. It should just be us saying the words we remember in Spanish. I, I'm sure people would be delighted and Aranya. entertained. <laughs> we talk about your mom being our sole fucking, not provider, but... Um, fan. Fan. And then we just say Spanish words. That's what you get, people, for not reviewing us. Okay, so here, here we go. Don't look like that, David. It's all fine. No, it's. I'll just record a little thing and put it in before the episode. To say, hey, if you want to hear the actual news, <laughs> skip sixteen minutes in. <laughs> I'm all if about you being hear... transparent. People like Luna, not believing me. We don't me. have a lot of like cool reviews from all kinds of, you know, 
this is how it starts. This is how, you know, you, your people, your friends support you. And uh, hopefully, sometimes, also just people who don't know us might have something to say. And if they don't, <laughs> you're just going to snap your, do your little, what what's this salsa move dance? Okay, let's move oh. on, David. God, you're ranting. Uh, do- Doing a little flamenco click. Yes, the flamenco. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't salsa. What am I? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe oh. you can click in salsa too. I don't know. Oh, now I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, this initiative, this four-day thing, it's not like a new thing. Different people, different countries have been testing it in some form. Uh, we have some people in Denmark, some companies doing it. But it's not really a, a a big thing here. They also do it, so, uh, it like Finland really wants to make it a thing thing, which is awesome. Uh, a thing thing. A thing like a th- like a, the main thing. Like you a, know? oh oh. <laughs> Cast your <laughs> vote a thing thing. The next election because <laughs> I have <laughs> words. I have the best words. Everyone agrees. Okay, so. People really like this because obviously it would mean that it would be great for mental health for people. People are overworked. People are stressed. You know it. You definitely know it. And um, it, it has shown, you know, the test that has been run is that it increases productivity. And also it would be very good for uh, to fight climate change because it would literally mean that, you know, you would shut down factories, companies, whatever, for an entire yeah. day. And that makes a difference. But I'll get into it more. Okay. okay. So Spain was one of the first in Western Europe to adopt the eight-hour workday. And uh, <clears throat> it is uh, one of the countries where workers do put in more hours than the uh, European average. But the thing is that they're not really amongst the most productive countries. So it's like they work, but they're not really producing a lot um, compared to how much work hours they have. Uh, So this leftist party, they're introducing this initiative and they just, they just want to do it because it would um, like, they don't believe that working more hours mean working better. Yeah, And uh, the exact details of the project will be hashed out with the government. And the party has proposed a three-year, 50 million euro project that would allow companies to trial reduced hours with minimal risk. And so the cost of a company launching into this four-day kind of work week could, for example, be covered at 100% the first year, then go on to 50% the second year, and then 33 the third year. So it's like a sweet deal. It's yeah. a good deal, it sounds like to me. I, yeah, I'm not a businesswoman, but it does. <laughs> I mean, I can see it's a nice deal. So that says something. Um, yes, yes, yes. The only red lines are that they want to see a true reduction of working hours and no loss of salary or job. So that's an important thing, which is great because um, there is a difference in reduced hours and just cutting off a day and then putting in the hours 
into the other four days, which is what some companies have done. And that does not work as well at all. And it's still appreciated, but like there's quite a few people who like to work like four 10 hour days rather than five, eight hour days. Sure. But, but it's not the same thing. It's so much. And also you can't expect that of people because that's when you, I don't know, burn out. Yeah. I don't know. I would, I, I would do that. I think, I mean, I would probably do it, but I wouldn't be happy about it. I would be happy on the Thursday though, when I then finish, but ugh, that's a lot of hours. Uh, so a source with Spain's industry ministry said talks over the pilot project were in their initial stages. So it's like still up for debate and like how much it's going to cost and the number of companies that can be involved or should be involved or whatever. And um, of course, it has faced some opposition. Of course, there are conservative parties that are like, no, this is madness. Because we are in a recession and we need to work more, not less. Because this is a crisis, which is basically what they've been saying. I just, you know, summed it up for you. You're you just put it in a really helpful voice. So it sounded, <laughs> yes. you know, so it sounded like you were taking a all. fair judgment on either side. I am a fair side. reporter just stealing from other reporters. <laughs> and making fun of the sources. Yeah, welcome. Okay. So. Um, ba -ba -ba. Let's look at the benefits of this. Of what could be good. Mm. So. <clears throat> an in-depth examination of the relationship and productivity conducted by Sanford University revealed that there's a clear correlation between um, uh, like overworked employees are less productive than employees working an average or normal working week. Uh, New Zealand, uh, uh, like New Zealand based company Perpetual Guardian conducted a trial study of a four day work week uh, also and not only did the employees maintain the same productivity level, but they also showed improvements in job satisfaction, teamwork, work-life balance, and company loyalty. <clears throat> so there's actually a lot of, I mean, as it looks, uh, benefits for this. And uh, they also experienced less stress with like a decrease of 45% to 38%, which is a lot. That's... Wow. Also, there would be, uh, a, it would be a great thing for gender equality because research on the gender pay gap from the government equalities office shows that roughly two million British people. Uh, that's just the example that I have. <laughs> two million British people are not currently in employment due to childcare responsibilities, and eighty-nine percent of these people are women. So a four-day work week would promote an equal workplace uh, as, you know, employees would then be able to spend more time with family and also better juggle the care and work commitments. Definitely. So that would be really nice too. I think... I don't know if it would happen though. I don't know if men all of a sudden are going to step up just because, you know... 
they have more time, they're probably no, I'm not gonna say it. Nothing. What is it? Gonna make a generalization. Oh, you go ahead. Cause that's yeah. what oh, I really? <laughs> I think. Well, we're gonna go on a different track entirely here now, aren't we? But <laughs> specifically on that, mm-hmm. if we want to take a giant step for gender equality, then we should have mandatory paternity leave. Oh yeah. Enforced. So if you don't take it, you just lose it. <laughs> if so you don't men use have it, to take, you lose it. Yeah, you give an equal amount to men and women, or to the two part, you know, the two parental figures, mm-hmm. and you say you can't split it. You can split some of it, but you have to take a set amount. Yeah. Because the problem is, if you I have maternity leave and lower paternity leave or optional paternity leave, then it right from the start designates the mother figure or whoever's allowed mm-hmm. to take maternity leave as the primary caregiver and yeah. then sets that in place for so anyway that's a completely different point yes, that's my making you know, all the personal points. what i think that a lot of the four day what like perpetual guardian in new zealand uh for an office job mm-hmm. this makes so much sense yeah of course we have to look at the like what kind of job it is because if we look at uh like doctors and like this kind of thing you can't everybody can't do this you have to look at where it makes sense because you know people can't die because of it <laughs> for example. exactly but then you put so doctors is not necessarily the example that i'd reach for i'd because they are pretty well compensated mm-hmm. so the majority of jobs that would struggle with this are less compensated compensated jobs mm-hmm. so uh if you're an emt for example rather than a doctor so you're in an ambulance they they have to be on uh we have to have enough emts to cover 24 7 uh hours mm-hmm. yeah so if we were to introduce four-day work weeks without considering okay we need to hire or if you're a you know garbage disposal right. person <laughs> right sanitary they need worker? to run a certain amount sanitary worker yeah that's a horrible phrase but sure that sounds am i say is that a wrong word isn't that what it is that sounds that sounds like that could be the correct thing to say i think it's better no than idea. garbage person david that's just <laughs> you're like oh what a name for a person you're like garbage person no no we say Look, that garbage person is my usual nickname for you but it seemed right now <laughs> to be appropriate for someone who picks up the trash. I don't know what the correct term is. My point is that there's a whole bunch of jobs that require a a certain amount of uh, if you work in a if you drive a taxi or something, right? And if we move to a four day work week, then all of the people who work hourly, mm-hmm. all of the people who work in uh yeah that are going to suddenly we would have a vast increase in inequality Mm -hmm. because someone like i would absolutely be more productive right i can see all of the benefits for me but the vast majority of the staff at the company that i work for 
who are hourly, mm-hmm. I'm already, I get paid more than they do, which is fucking unfair because they do a real job and I piss around making PowerPoints. But a four-day work week would suddenly increase that inequality a vast amount. Mm. So I think it's really cool. And I think that there's obvious, like, and but then also not like the concept i'm saying paid like the, what they're worth you know if people no, exactly people yeah. should get paid what they're worth but all I, and i'm i'm not attacking the concept because it's clearly great i'm just saying that there's a bigger yeah, no, picture of how it gets paid for i think is in right now when we in fact later in one of my stories and my update on me too this will be relevant when we get rid of uh people and replace them with AI, or we automate out their jobs. Mm-hmm. Right now, the profit from that goes to companies. Yeah. So every time we replace a driver with a self-driving car, mm-hmm. that's profit. You know, from that change isn't coming to society in any yeah, way. Yeah, of course. And this absolutely would work if we had some way of returning that profit to society yeah because then which is just you know to say that this is a much bigger task than oh, suddenly yeah, setting definitely. a 32 hour work week cool you did yeah, it, it. Sounds success nice. <laughs> let's go yeah and it is great for me because mm-hmm. i make powerpoints so fuck it i can do it in 32 hours instead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing because of course you know they're so many different kinds of jobs and companies and all that and obviously this will not work for everybody and with for different reasons um so yeah and you're right like it would be unfair that some people who are already you know in a privileged position with jobs and salary that they're the ones who's going to probably benefit from this and the people you know doing the more ungrateful shit they're just gonna yeah keep with that and then we're gonna need to, if we're gonna do that we're gonna need to train a whole bunch more people like it's gonna massively reduce unemployment because we'd have to have so many more yeah uh anyone who works on an on a shift basis mm-hmm. right yes so yeah. yes yeah. paramedics doctors uh yeah. sanitary technicians what was it you said workers i, even... I just said workers sanitary workers i don't know sure that one <laughs> <laughs> But that's true. But also, that would actually be great. I mean, I get that. It would be great. Uh, but that's a extended process, right? You oh, don't yeah. get new. Definitely. Uh, you don't get a new at any job. You don't r- immediately go from one day to the next. Right. With a. Also, like, there has I mean, to be a level good. of commitment to this, and actually being able to do, like, really. In Denmark. To, yeah. Yeah, in Denmark, we changed how. You get holiday. So, like, it used to be that you had to work for a full year and then they gave you your holiday allowance for the next year. And then there was, that was against the law because it wasn't giving people holiday for their first year and it was all shitty and Mm. it was against EU law. And just that change to say, hey guys, earn your holiday as, so each month that you work, you earn two days of holiday and you can take it at any time has a crazy long it took like a three-year change process and the additional money was locked up to like someone like me i i 
double earned holiday mm -hmm. because I was earning them under the old system and the new system. And before Corona, they locked up that five weeks of holiday pay to be taken when I retired. That's such a relatively small change mm. compared to... Yeah. Yeah, it's a big process. And it's really cool. And it definitely is like all of the studies show that it works. We just have to be careful mm -hmm. in how we implement it yeah. that it doesn't harm people who that it doesn't increase inequality rather than reducing yes. it because it could be such a good tool to reduce it i also sorry go ahead no no i also did happen to see today an article saying the ideal working week is one day a week of work from researchers at the university of cambridge okay have been tracking people during lockdown and discovered that the happiest people are those who work just one or two days a week i believe them but how it gives you just as much satisfaction as the traditional five-day week while working one day a week gives provides a huge mental health boost compared to not working at all god that would be wonderful so that's the it? uh yeah so that's the new way forward. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if that ever happens. <laughs> anyway, the, again, the concept underneath that is that for that to be functional, mm. you would have to have some kind of universal basic income. But also and we live that, in capitalism and that's just not really that, you know, it doesn't really vibe with that. <laughs> we have to fucking... And I agree, we should change the entire fucking system. Like, I can talk about that for a long time. Um, but yeah, it's a huge thing, which is yeah. worth starting to work towards. But the problem is also that we live in a culture where we completely glorify the grind. Like, you know, being overstressed and working so much. And oh my God, I'm working so much. Oh my God, I'm so, I have so much work. Oh my God, you guys. Like, it's just, it's not helping anybody. And oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> it just, it's shitty for people who, like, it's just that we think we have to produce all the time we think we have to be productive the second you take a moment to breathe or to chill you feel guilty and you feel like you should be and oh my god and everybody else is like fucking i've been unemployed for over two years and i am constantly dealing with like trying to navigate my feelings around the guilt and the shame but then also being like but like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I can't, I can't pull shit out of my ass. Well, that I can't, well, you know, but I can't just, that sounded wrong, but also right. Cause you can, but you, you shouldn't. You can't okay. profit from this it. Is a I mean, actually track. you probably could profit from it, but that's a slightly different, that's a different podcast. I think, um, I don't think that one's getting five stars. From I was going to say five stars. People. Um, five stars. Oh my God. I'm just, it's just everybody's suffering. Why are we, why are we constantly trying to uphold this grind culture? Who's benefiting from that? Capitalism. Don't make me, <laughs> don't make me come in there. I just, I'm just tired of it. And 
I think we should nap more. I think people should chill, take a moment, just be happy about being. Because what are we even doing? This is our lives. What we're just supposed to produce all the time and be stressed out all the time. And that makes us feel worthy of like being alive and like, like big papa government, like good girl. You're doing it. I'm like, Ellie, thank you. Yes. And it's just like your worth is not tied up with what the amount of work you do. I'm just, I have to, and I'm saying this out loud also to myself. I'm repeating this to myself every day because if I didn't, I would lose my mind because it's everywhere. You can't, you know, you can't be on social media without kind of directly and indirectly being hit over the head with it. And that's my rant and that I'm just going to leave it there. (laughs) But I think there's like, I don't know. I think you're well touching upon the, the two completely different layers of this, Mm. right? There's the, when we talk about four day work weeks or one day work weeks or whatever, there's the micro level of, how much that impacts a person mm-hmm. and how positive it would be to escape from that. Yeah. And that this one day work thing, I think makes a lot of sense to me because absolutely I see the mental health benefits of one day, a w- one day of work oh, yeah, sure. a week. I get that. And there's also the macro level of we are crazy efficient right now and things are only getting more efficient. Like there are jobs that just do not exist anymore and didn't exist a long time ago. And we don't see them quite the same way as the fear of AI right now. So an elevator operator. Yeah. People who just stood in elevators all their their entire job was (laughs) to take you to the floor. And no one is going today. No one's going like, ah, it's shocking that we automated out elevator operators and we really need to protect that job. That's a whole, that's a whole person who just doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. They're gone. And then there's so many in like offices of people who all they would do copying before fucking photocopiers. If you wanted to get something copied, you had a person copy it. All of that is something that's created more efficiency or created more productivity. Mm Mm-hmm. And that productivity has gone fucking nowhere for the average worker. True. So, absolutely, the individual level, it would be fucking huge. The macro level, it would be fucking huge. But the requirements for us to actually change that, for us to, every time we automate out a person, we go, hey, you don't you don't get to keep all those savings. Right. Yeah. We thank you. And now we're gonna put it in the pile to pay for the universal basic mm-hmm. income. Money please. That's how it goes. Anyway, that's how it's gonna go. Pretty uh, but no I mean I don't see this happening any day soon here anywhere. But it's nice that Spain is doing this initiative and I'm happy to see it being more in the media people talking about it that's good and it 
I mean, we need it to see. We need it to see. We need to see it work places and see the benefits and all that shit before anyone is even gonna talk about doing it other places i i did see a couple of weeks ago that the ubi experiment in i think it's stockton in california uh was a huge success so they gave five hundred dollars a month i think this is just off the top of my head and uh, that's universal get, basic I, income, yes? Yeah. Yeah. So Just they gave $500 a month to to a randomly selected group of people in this city. Mm-hmm. And employment for all of them went up. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, and it makes sense. Once they had that added little bit of freedom mm-hmm. and they weren't just gasping for air all of the time. Yeah, They had the opportunity to not take so many shifts so they could actually go to their education and get a better job right? or all sorts of positive shit. Yeah, that should just, that should be a thing. We need that to be a thing. I mean, it would just improve lives so much. And it's so weird also just thinking that somebody fuck, you become a person and then all of a sudden you grow up and you're just like pushed into this <laughs> why do you you you, are you okay <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> i just wasn't, is dying. I wasn't prepared for i was not prepared for it took uh, a turn it's yeah, just okay. so weird the somebody fuck and I was, <laughs> is, that, is that the whole sentence that's that's the whole sentence okay cool no it's not whole sentence it is the start okay it continued what it's just that you know it's so weird (laughs) because some people fuck and then they create a person and then that person is like oh i'm uh okay i guess i'm gonna try and not die which is you know hard enough in the (laughs) system it's just such a hassle you know i get it Mm. It's not like there's enough money. There's so much money. Uh, breathe in, breathe out. Just just take a moment. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear that. Oh, my God. Also, just thinking that I'm going to run out of the the doping or whatever it's called. Like the the thing, the money I get from my... Not union. The unemployment but, benefits. You know, it's a Danish yeah. system. You know, I get some money to be alive and to apply for jobs, which is a great privilege in many ways. Like, we're ha- we're very lucky to have this system. Problem is that the coronavirus really fucking fucked us over, us people looking for a job. And I'm going to run out at some point. And at this moment, I am trying not to lose it every other second of the day because... I might not actually get a job before I run out of this. And then I'm going to be the bottom of the bottom of the fucking society. Uh, Like, and also it's shitty that there's so much, like we look down upon it so much because it's horrifying to even think that then that's going to be me. And that's going to then be even harder to get a job from that position. Like it's, I am drowning. (laughs) this fucking thing and i 
am perfectly capable of working. I know things. I have a long ass degree. I can like contribute to many places. And it's just, if I, if I knew I was getting a certain amount of money, just like whatever, like a basic thing to cover some of the rent, something like it would still make a big difference. If I knew yeah. that would be, you know, happening, I think, and I, I live in Denmark, <laughs> like so many people don't even get like what's close to this. And I feel bad just complaining about it. And I know other people's struggles don't minimize my struggle, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's all bullshit. Fuck capitalism. Anyway. So yeah, car uh, the carbon footprint would be, would be <laughs> just minimized a little bit. A trial conducted by the state of Utah for government employees showed a significant ecological impact from reducing the average work week from five to four days using a compressed work schedule. So during the first 10 months, the project saved over $1.8 million in energy costs during the first 10 months and a reduction of at least 6,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide emissions from closing the large office building on Fridays. Uh, and if employees uh, commutes uh, are also included, it was estimated that it could save 12,000 metric tons of CO2, which is the equivalent of removing 2,300 cars off the road for one year simply by working one day less a week. That's very... Pretty cool. Like, damn, that's very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, are there any cons? Like, a con would also be customer satisfactory. Because Karen is not going to be okay with... <laughs> If all of a sudden she can't reach, you know, I don't know. What does she need? What does yeah, Karen need to reach on a Friday? <laughs> the manager of something. Or, or when this gets really uh, powerful is when you add in flex working as well. Mm -hmm. And because if you really want to reduce the impact of, of office space or whatever, mm -hmm and the energy impact you have significantly fewer offices that are shared so if someone works i don't know eight to four mm -hmm. nine to five whatever someone else comes in at five and and works there some people work on friday some people work on on sure, other yeah, days yeah. some people work then you significantly reduce the amount while well, yes the office is is it's running for a yeah. week it's massively reduced what is reduced the amount of office space and the amount of different offices that are being oh and that uh, like oh, you yeah, can well, have that's, significantly that's less true. people that makes sense and then the company can still run as much as it needs to you know five days a week mm -hmm. just it's not the same people or seven days a week it's just not the same people yeah. coming in yeah. all of the time that's true and that also then adds because you know if everyone gets the friday off then that reduces the impact for uh, gender equality, for example, mm -hmm. because then you still need four days a week to be protected, like to be 
handled by external childcare. Whereas if you have that flexibility, then you can radically. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Well, that's mine. That took a little, little while. <laughs> we had a good chat. Now yes. on to you. I'm excited about France. Yes. So I will do this a little quickly. I won't. It's not <laughs> going to be a deep dive. We've had a deep dive. Mm. But I'm taking you to France. Oh, no. Uh, but to a Swedish part of France. To France, Ikea. I would. Lo- oh, I was like, I want to hear that dialect. <laughs> wanna, <laughs> you want to try and give us a little sample, David? <laughs> so. Absolutely not. The okay. French bar- <laughs> branch. And, and, like, we've discussed before, I can't do any accents. So I'm definitely not going to attempt to do. All the more reason to do, to do it. <laughs> it's just gonna come out as let's just not even let's just not even open the box okay okay fine fine the french branch of swedish retailing giant ikea mm-hmm. goes on trial on monday oh. accused of running an elaborate system to spy on staff and job applicants using private detectives <gasps> and police officers no police Why officers though? that they were making illegal payments to okay why because they wanted to know some stuff about their employees okay well yeah okay well it gives a few examples so this story gives a few examples but it doesn't go into re- it doesn't really explain why well enough okay. Okay. so a couple of the examples of the targets uh this is from france 24 news by the way uh and it was Jean-Francois Paris. Of course it was. Who was... Uh, Jean-Francois. That was horrible. IKEA France's <laughs> former director of risk management. He's the guy at the heart of this. But actually, what one thing I did find interesting is IKEA France as a corporate entity mm-hmm. is in the dock as well as a bunch of its former executives who risk prison terms. So this guy is the was the ringleader and he may be sent to prison okay but they also have the company itself in court like as a defendant i thought it was weird and interesting that they could have them as part of the same case like obviously you can have a case against a company Uh that that makes sense having a company and an individual at the same time is peculiar to me but i'm not a lawyer so who knows (laughs) Don't say that. You're a lawyer. You'll always be a lawyer to me. I don't know. I don't know, David. Just keep I work in a legal department. See? Basically a lawyer. Look at you. So. Honestly, I have no fucking clue what you're doing. That is news to me. I am (laughs) legal. (laughs) Anyway, some examples of why they uh, were doing... Among their targets was a staff member in Bordeaux who used to be, I quote, used to be a model employee, but has suddenly become a protester, (gasps) according to an email sent by Perry. We want to know how that change happened, he said, wondering whether there might be a risk of eco-terrorism. What? What? Um, I just feel like he's saying words. In another case, Perry wanted to know how an employee could afford to drive a brand new BMW convertible. 
Now, okay, girl, you need to chill. <laughs> like, here's the thing, right? It's who the fuck are you? <laughs> possibly, possibly, makes sense for companies to investigate their very senior staff. They're incredibly senior staff. Uh, if your CEO or another executive level mm-hmm. person has is corrupt or has uh, secrets or you know could be blackmailed, there are justifiable reasons to investigate them. There are not justifiable reasons to set up a spying system that covers your entire country looks into the private lives of hundreds of staff yeah, and no. potential staff. Mm, oh, God. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like it kind of got out of hand maybe a little bit. And goes, mm, he might be an eco-terrorist because the they're no longer a model in quote. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy. So what, what kind of jail time might he be facing? So there could be a prison term of up to 10 years. Okay. There could be a fine for the company of 3.75 million euros. Hmm. And also the 15 people before, like just say how low this goes. The 15 people appearing before the court uh, include former store managers. So that's quite a, we're not talking this was just head office. Yeah. This was really across the full company. Damn. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to see what will yeah. actually happen because I feel like it's very rare that we see CEOs of huge companies actually face. It's not, so it's not the full, it's not full. It's just Ikea France yeah, that's sure. facing sure, the, sure, sure, uh, still though. Yeah. But it is still, it's definitely an interesting case. And it two things that it just made me think about. One is IKEA has really quite a good reputation, mm-hmm. relatively. And that continues to amaze me when they, their owner and the entire setup of the company is a huge tax dodge. <laughs> It's always the ones you don't expect. But also, they're a big old company, I mean. No, but the entire company is a tax dodge. Yeah. It's the world's largest charity. Sure. (laughs) And they don't spend any money on charity. (laughs) The charity's stated goal is to promote and support innovation in the field of architectural and interior design. What a noble aim. That sounds and a lot like pouring in 2006, money into your own thing. In 2006, in order to do that, they had an endowment of over $36 billion. Camprad, the founder, moved to Switzerland. I bet he Entirely did. to dodge taxes years and years and years, like, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago. The whole company just doesn't pay tax. Oh, I guess, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Yes, they pay the tax that they legally have to, mm-hmm. which is quite distinctly different oh. to the amount that is morally 
Oh, it's so weird. If we just tax the rich and like the big corporations, like, could you imagine what society could look like? Just think I, of how much, <laughs> how many people we could pay to not go to work for four days a that week. This is not a law. Like, I, well, it's believable because, like, let's not get into it. We have to end this episode at some point. But, like, it's just every day, every day, people wake up and decide not to do that and yes. just keep exploiting people and keeping people in poverty and just being greedy assholes and everyday politicians wake up and they're like that's fine let's keep it like that yeah that's uh that makes perfect sense i think yeah cool 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 cool, cool. it also reminded me of I don't think, I think in our very first episode, and when I say very first, I mean the one that we never published. I think my story was about eBay's head of risk management oh. sending cockroaches and a bloody pig mask. Wait, that was published? It was such a good one. I think that was our test episode that we never actually published. Oh, I might be wrong. This might have been our actual first episode. Hmm. But it was just another uh, director of risk management yeah. from an incredibly large company That's who decided true. to go off the edge. <laughs> they think anyway. they're invincible. That's the problem. That's their doom in the end. Anyway, you want to, is that, was that, you want to? That's my whole story. I'm done. I'm done. That was great. So, <laughs> Yeah, Put a fork little... in me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to weekly. What the fuck? I have something before you. <laughs> okay. I have a quick update on a story that we told a while ago. Yeah. Uh, it was week 43 of 2020. Oh, look at you. Uh, yeah, I looked it up and everything. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> Where we talked about Me Too finally reaching Denmark. Right. Uh, and I could have brought this as my main story, but to be honest, sexual harassment's kind of depressing. And I just wasn't what? really in the mood. <laughs> Unlike you corporations spying on their mood. employees, because that's uplifting. <laughs> um Anyway, I just wanted to do... David is just not in the mood to talk about women being sexually assaulted. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't there. I, I wasn't in that space. quite and, depressing and infuriating. But. but I would like to give you a quick update. Cool. Because there's a small bit of this that is... Anyway, I'm just going to dive right in. Mm -hmm. So, BT, Danish uh, not magazine. British Telecom for any... British listeners. Mm -hmm. BT is a very large Danish newspaper. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a tabloid. It is the equivalent for our British listeners of like the Daily Mail or the Sun. Is it? Isn't that extra blood? But I mean, the two can oh, be Oh, maybe, I guess. Anyway, they are... Yeah. Like a big... They're in that zone, right? Source, yeah. A big news source. Mm -hmm. They are... They're not like a broadsheet. They do investigate stuff aggressively. They're not the worst of the um, worst, but they're not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And there was a sexual harassment scandal at BT uh, earlier this year where, in fact, I think it started last year. So the person who was in charge of hiring their student assistants had multiple times had complaints about being sexually harassed to, this is an older man, uh, late middle age, and he was hiring many young student assistant women and making really quite horrible comments to them uh, and generally being pretty despicable. Mm. And eight complained, uh, eight of these student assistants, and it was dealt with internally by BT, which involved precisely no changes. He was not fired. He was still in charge of hiring. I believe he's no longer still in charge of hiring, but at least at the time he was okay. left in charge of hiring. Uh, he was allowed to continue with no... repercussions. Uh, yeah. And he still has his job now. And we're like, we're canceling people. People are canceling. It's so unfair. Nothing is happening. There is literally but, no fucking repercussions. It's ugh. And again, so BT are a very aggressive newspaper yeah. that will go out of their way if there was a, a murder or if there's, you know, uh, a politician cheated on their partner or something like that. Yeah. BT are the kind of newspaper that would turn up on your doorstep and would not leave until they get something out of you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now the eight, well, in fact, all of the student assistants, but including the eight women who complained, uh, have been fired and replaced by AI. Of course, that's the little loop in of how this is all relevant. Their jobs have been automated out. So the man who harassed all of them still has a job and the women who were harassed have been replaced by robots and if that doesn't sum up our society at this point i don't know what does which is very depressing and why i didn't bring this as my main story because i would have gone into a lot of detail about all that depressing but just the little bit of goodness irony Mm, in all of that it's good stuff is this newspaper that would doorstep people, that would chase them down, that would make sure they get the story. What do you think they have said to any journalists who are asking them, can you explain this? Uh, They'll probably say, well, we had an internal investigation and uh, it's all good. No, no, better than that. They said, no comment. They don't accept it from anyone else. But as soon as it's there, of course. Scenario, oh, oh, are you surprised no about hypocrisy? No comment. From a Danish fucking newspaper tabloid. No whatever. comment. It's fine. No comment. No, it's, it's cool. We don't. Whatever. Ugh. Just fire the victims. Ugh. Um. So Fun. that was my little update on Me Too in Denmark. Clearly, Me Too has gone too far. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the consequences for these people. From so many being consequences. in the media. God. These poor Cancel men. Culture How will is they crazy. ever survive? How will they ever go on? 
Anyway, I don't think that's really what the fucky. I think that's just expected, sadly. Do you uh, want so something what the fucky? Now we should move on. I got some something what the, what the fucky for you. Okay. Hit 41-year-old me. jobless Oxford... Oxford? Oxford? Did I say Oxford? Oxford graduate. Graduate. God, I need to go to bed, David. <laughs> I'm going to start over. 41-year-old jobless Oxford graduate sues parents for lifelong financial support. Beautiful. I saw this guy and I have to say he's bold. I respect <laughs> it. Okay. Respect the hustle. Yeah. I'd like to say that, look, clearly I'm getting some kind of support from my parents in their reviewing my podcast, but I deserve more. <laughs> I deserve the same level of financial support as he's getting. Or he's trying Your mom to could have written 10 uh, reviews, but she didn't. Exactly. So now we're suing her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So this man, this big man, baby, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, his parents have let him live rent free at a one million pound flat they own near London's Hyde Park for 20 years. The parents live in Dubai. They have also paid all his bills. However, now they want to stop supporting him after a family quarrel. I'm sorry, family quarrel. That was better. Uh, his name is Dikwi? Something to Dikwi? Yeah, okay. He is fighting a first-of-its-kind case that can affect the rights of parents in the United Kingdom. So the 41-year-old says that he is entitled to claim maintenance from his parents as a, quote, vulnerable grown-up child due to health issues and that preventing financial support would be a violation of his human rights. Siddiqui has practiced a top law f- at top law firms. However, he has been jobless since 2011. There is no judgment here from, from my part. His parents give him over 400 pounds a week. The lawyer of the parents told the news agency, quote, these long-suffering parents have their own view of what is suitable provision for their, quote, difficult, demanding, and pertinacious son pertinacious means stubborn right kind of sure okay how would you put me on the spot like that i've got not pertinacious <laughs> pertin i've never heard pertinacious like let's get i know pertinent while you're waiting no that could be a mary j blige song but it is not holding firmly to an opinion or a course of action that, i mean that sounds like stubborn to me yeah. So <laughs> the case against his parents <laughs> was rejected by top family court judge last year, and it will now be heard in the Court of Appeals. He has also taken legal action against Oxford University in 2018 and sought one million pounds. <laughs> the, the fucking audacity of this man. Uh, yeah, he has claimed that inadequate teaching led to his 2.1 degree, which is like a second class honors, I guess, 
instead of a first class honors. How dare they mm. with their shitty mm. teaching? Yeah. I mean, step it up, Oxford. <laughs> ah! But that case was rejected. He, he got a he got a two one. Two one. A two one from Oxford's a fucking great. It's a, it's a, it's good. Yeah. Like stop whining. Like he's whining worse than me, right, David? He's yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It's similar vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another one? Another one. Ah, uh, yes, I have. So I have two. Uh, a very separate stories. They have um, two very separate stories, so they're not related at all. One's one's about a dickhead, and one's about a Darwin Award. Um, Sounds kind of, yeah. Okay. I you know, I don't want to call it a dead guy a dick a dickhead. But I mean, I play. I'll just, I play I'll just let our listeners make that, make that dead judgment. People who are assholes. Or anyway, I would like to take you briefly to Canada. Yeah. Uh, to. York University mm-hmm. in Toronto, where there is a student uh, who's from Myanmar. And Myanmar, you may recall, is currently undergoing a coup with lots of protests. And uh, a lot yeah. of people are being shot in those protests. Oh, I know. I was so close to picking this as my main. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Get it, girl. Anyway, so... This student from Myanmar had returned to Myanmar for uh, indefinitely because all of the teaching is online anyway. And they emailed their professor, Theodorescu Emanuel. Emanuel? Yeah, we'll just go with that. And said, thank you for the extension, professor. I have just learned that from tomorrow, all cellular data, Wi-Fi and internet services will be cut off indefinitely. Therefore, there will be a total communications blackout. May I please get a deferral for the midterm or could the weight of it be added to my final since I won't be able to give the midterm? Because all of the internet in the entire country is being cut off because of a military coup. I would say that is a great excuse. It's a pretty fucking great excuse. If not the best. Response. There is no deferral. It's transferred to the final exam. Last chance, bad sign. It's a bad sign that you are in a country where the government... How dare you be in a country that's been taken over by a military coup? (laughs) And a cute little joke. Even the internet came down with COVID-19, question mark. What? A super dick. Like, (laughs) I can't. I can't with this person. This is a garbage person. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. No, professor. The internet did not come down with COVID-19. There was a military coup where I'm living and almost 200 protesters have been shot up till now. The regime has decided to cut off all communications by tomorrow. Does this mean my now final exam will be worth 60% of my grade? Anyway. Theodorescu Emmanuel replied uh, something like that. And they continued, by the way, your remarks, both related to this course and to your home country, made me wonder how you understand reality. People don't get shot for just protesting, but for a lot deeper reasons. Also, where the fuck do you live? Like, have you have you seen the news? Have you have you been following anything recently? I know you're in Canada. (laughs) Duh. But damn. 
Yeah, anyway, that's my that's my dickhead of the week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it should be a thing. It's impressive, you know. People don't get shot just protesting, but for a lot deeper reason. I really want to know what deeper this reason. This is a deeply white this person. Professor <laughs> this is, this is, like is saying. Fucking ignorance. Oh no. I am happy that this story has gone viral. I hope this person has been fired. Have they been fired? There isn't really. I don't think that was an update on that. They've but they been should be. criticized by the university. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. Criticized? Oh. I don't think we can assume whether they're white or not. But, you know, you do you not think You don't think we can assume that? I don't think so. Oh, honey. Throw that out there. <laughs> I, it's not even. Let's not even start. Let's, just not, <laughs> let's not open the box because they need a whole discussion uh. on defining whiteness and it's just i just feel down, like the delusion gonna go fits. down i think there's a lot of non-white deluded people i would place myself in that box I would. <laughs> <laughs> but okay sure. and i think okay. a full discussion of it would require defining terms i'm just saying it's very on brand that's all i'm we saying we spent 12 minutes discussing all sorts of nonsense so let's let's talk about someone who i will say i, I, I will say nothing on <laughs> you know darwin award <laughs> uh so do you have another story or shall i i think you should i think we should hear yours mine is not really bicyclist falls to death what did you say a cyclist. A cyclist. I said bicyclist. Oh, yeah. Okay. I put the bi in there. Oh, I get it. just felt it, like yeah. mixing it up. Anyway. Cyclist falls to death trying to beat Miami Drawbridge. Oh, no. Oh, no. Which. Honey. There's a lot. There's a lot in there's this. Lot. And then yet so little. But. <laughs> Someone doing it in a car? Incredibly dumb. Like you see in movies and everything, someone driving Nobody a car and then the bridge movies. is coming up and then you just speed up it. and you make it over. And then and it's Chris fucking is like, dumb. Yeah! And it's, you know, exactly. Yeah. And it's fucking dumb in a car. But how you could have the just goddamn balls <laughs> to go, I can, I can make it. I can make it. Like, what are you expecting to happen when you make it to the top and the two? What? Yeah. I don't see any good outcome of this. Even if it had only just started opening, you're still going to have a fucking big hop to make. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's not good. Damn, where anyway, was this? This was in Florida. Oh, Florida. Um, yeah. He's on a morning bike ride. Tried to make it past the drawbridge. He didn't make it. Mm. His friend had gone over already. Oh, no. He went past oh, all of God. the... Uh, he went past Ouch. all of the things that were blocking him. All of the warnings. Oosh. All of the... And he just went, yeah, I can, I can totally make it. And then he slipped into the bridge and died. You're so good at ending this on a happy note, David. 
I mean, it's really. A <laughs> I think honestly. Look, okay, I can I can say one headline to wrap. It's a this fucking whole Darwin Award, Kayla. Arctic walrus takes a nap on an iceberg, wakes up in Ireland. Good night, everyone. <laughs> I mean, that's I think, a happy. Night. I think it's I will leave you with that <laughs> because damn. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> I think that, that that episode had a peculiar start. <laughs> it had a peculiar end. It was so weird. Write us a review if you thought anything in the middle was worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> this was a weird and funny episode. Yeah, if you thank you for listening. Thank you. Do do what you want. And we'll I'm see you next here. week. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>